0: Y'all know I am a doubter when it comes to essential oils. I've told you before, but Simply Earth Essential Oils have made me a believer. Why? Well, it wasn't just me figuring this out. It was my wife and I. And what we've been using is the Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box. Now, it's kind of like a you know a meal subscription kit except you can't really eat it. Uh, they send you four essential oils, pure essential oils, six recipe cards, and tons of extras. And you guys, um, we've begun to learn how to mix our own essential oils and making the recipes created by certified aroma therapists. And we're saving money and detoxifying our life. I'm telling you guys, this could be the thing that you finally step into when it comes to essential oils and says, I like this. This is what you guys need to do. You guys head over to simplyearth.com slash human hope. That's simplyearth.com slash human hope. And when you sign up for Simply Earth Essential Oils Recipe Box, you guys are going to get a free 80 milliliter diffuser when you subscribe at our URL. Simplyearth.com slash human hope. is good fam welcome to another episode of human hope with your host carlos for short this is episode 38 of the human hope podcast that is 38 weeks in a row ladies and gentlemen we have had a podcast and i got something to tell you i got some good news for me and honestly some good news for you but it may feel like some bad news next week is going to be the very first week I take off this year of the Human Hope Podcast. Why is that? Well, because it's Thanksgiving and Lord have mercy, I need a break. So next week is going to be that break, but don't worry, uh, we're going to be back the next week uh, with a Christmas edition of the Human Hope Podcast Um, and we're going to be giving you guys some love then, but next week I am taking the week off, uh, my first week off and um, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I mean, who knows? I may just, I know I told the network that I wasn't going to have a podcast next week, but maybe I'll just do one because I miss you guys so much. Uh, let me tell you, I'm in a hotel room in Pacific Palisades, California, which is why I'm a little bit quieter than I normally am. Uh, and which is why we're going to like accelerate straight into the episode today. Uh, f- not only because the episode is incredible and the conversation is incredible. It's going to give you guys so much juice. It's going to give you guys so much hope. Um, But not just hope, this conversation actually is going to give you guys some encouragement to chase your dreams in ways that maybe you haven't been chasing it before. Um, Our conversation today is with my really good friend, Scott Harrison. Now, Scott founded Charity Water 15 years ago. Charity Water, it's a nonprofit organization. Uh, It was founded again in 2006, and it provides drinking water to people in developing nations. And let, let me tell you something. As of 2019, he has raised $370 million. And let me tell you, 370 million of those dollars have gone to bring clean water, the most pure thing that we all need, the life-giving source to millions and millions of people around the world. Scott's going to share a little bit of a story, but but you know, some people may have heard his story. If you haven't, you're going to love it. But I also want to let you know, if you've heard Scott's story before, he leans into some things that he's learned over the last 18 months that I promise you will pump you up in ways you didn't know you needed pumping, okay? Um, You guys have dreams that I want you to chase, and Scott is going to be the one that is going to allow us to see that we can chase those dreams, even when we hit some bumps in the road. It hasn't been smooth sailing for Charity Water over the last 18 months, and Scott dives into some of those lessons. Uh, but he also gives you very tactical advice on how it is you can begin to build the runway of your dreams and take off. And so, without further ado, I'm just—we're just, just going to hop right into it. I want you guys to um, make sure that you reach out to Scott on Instagram, on Twitter, all the places. Encourage him, give him the hope that he's given us. But until he finishes the conversation, I want you to sit back. Maybe grab a pen and a moleskin or use your thumbs on your iPhone. I don't know what it is, or maybe just sit back and listen. You ain't got to take no notes. Just relax and listen and learn from our new friend on the Human Hope Podcast, Scott Harrison. Human Hope Familia, I'm uh, sitting across the table in the That Sounds Fun Studios, which can we just say how fancy? This place feels
1: pretty, pretty stinking (laughs) nice. I mean, stinking nice. We have the foam art, we (laughs) the sound baffling art. It's, it's, I love the symmetry and the geometry. Yes,
0: all of it, all of it is, um, is, is perfect for my conversation with my friend. And I've known you for a minute, Scott Harrison. Welcome to Human Hope, buddy.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for being here. Uh, we're in Nashville, Tennessee, in front of each other, breathing the same air, which, which. Wasn't the case for you in New York City for a long time that you were breathing the air of anybody else? So, what, 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 first of all, let's just start, let's just start with the fact that what does it feel like to be in Nashville as opposed to New York? And do people even know this? Is,
1: yeah, no, I, I think, I think, well, if they follow my wife, I think she, okay. she's, she shares a lot more than I do. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I forget, I'll forget about Instagram for a whole
0: right. month. Right.
1: Um, yeah, we did 26 years in New York City, wow. built Charity Water there. Uh, if you'd asked me, I was going to live and die in New York City, raise kids in New York sure. City, fighting it out in a two-bedroom apartment. Uh, you know, I wow. was joking earlier, you know, leased the Kia Sorento for 300 a month, yes. parked it for 600 a month because oh. you know, that's <laughs> what it costs. And,
0: and that's what it costs to live in the energy where dreams are happening right. right in
1: front of you. Right. JFK flies anywhere, anywhere, you know, nonstop. People come through. I mean, it was it, it was a great place for Charity Water to start. You've got a connection to finance. You've got a connection to film, to music. I mean, everybody comes through New York city. Yeah. So it's very easy for people to visit you. Absolutely. Uh, COVID happens in March and boy, uh, I mean, a lot happened. I mean, a couple of things personally, we didn't want to live in 1200 square feet with a four and six year old. Yep on the 21st floor of a condo. Okay. Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> I mean, wow. I, I mean, we imagine. were
1: rubbing down elevator buttons. you remember the early days? Like, oh yeah. COVID was everywhere. It was on yeah. our Amazon boxes. It was on our hands. Oh, those was, early days, man. Yeah. Nobody knew. Uh-huh. So w- nobody knew except to say you probably didn't want to live <laughs> in a two bedroom in Manhattan as they're pulling in hospital ships, right? Totally. And setting up stuff in Central Park. So we we moved out of the city. We wound up renting a farm uh-huh. in rural Pennsylvania, about two and a half hours outside. Okay. We were always renting in the city because we could never have afforded to even buy a studio apartment. Sure. So, you know, it was My like, mind. okay, our, yeah. we're just going to pay out to get out of our lease. And we wound up um, through a lot of providence and, and what, you know, I would, I don't like to over-spiritualize sure, things, sure, but sure. the circumstances it. at the time were so ridiculous that yeah. we wound up being able to buy this farm outside of New York City um, I was telling you earlier, you know, half of the land is in Damascus. The other half is in Galilee. It's on church road. It's just I a mean, magical stop it. place. Magical place. And we wound up living there for 18 months. Uh, I'm an Enneagram 8 with a, uh-huh. a seven wing. Okay. So I, I was I just completely sunset the eight for about a full year and a half. And you're and just, just like had partying. So oh, I, learned, I learned how to grow pumpkins and watermelons. We had 26 chickens. We made you know, raised garden beds.
0: How was this not a reality show? The 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 family from the tiny condo moves to the farm. I mean, wait, did, did it basically feel like you were learning every day? Like every day is like you're just, like you're in kindergarten again, having to figure something else yes.
1: out. Yes. The Amazon books coming in, it's like how to skin a deer. Yes. You know, how to field dress. I mean, that, that was a little bit of the life. I mean, there was a lot of camo going on. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> You uh, look, if
0: you look the, if you look the, the part, chainsaw,
1: right. I had the chaps, I had the, you yes! know, the safety helmet, you know, the Husqvarna, I'm out there making trails and cutting down trees. I probably planted 40 trees oh, wow. with the kids. So you're just, it was all of this stuff that I'd never done yeah. growing up in a, in a sidewalk, yeah. you know, environment and, and there was no space. Um, my, my wife did not have the same sure. uh, enjoyable experience that I did. Sure. She felt really isolated, yeah. lost her friends, her community. We had a really difficult time finding a church. Sure. It was also COVID, you know, so we we would, we would visit a few, but it, it was just a weird vibe, you know, Absolutely. In, in person. So, yeah. uh, after 18 months, uh, you know, to, to oversimplify, oversimplify, yeah. maybe I was going to live there alone with the kids <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and I, I, I've been married for 11 years right, and right. I don't want to live alone on a farm with right. my, with my two kids. So we you know, once you sever that tie from New York City, yeah. I really feel like I could live anywhere. Yeah. I mean, we could have gone to Norway. Sure. We could have gone to Cape Town, South Africa. And Charity Water had kind of maybe surprisingly moved into a remote, remote first environment uh-huh. that was working. That was working wow. really well, getting results. I mean, we, we, you know, the results even of 2020 so vastly exceeded our expectations wow. with all the trauma, with all the change you know, with people losing that sense of community and culture and, yeah. and, and working from small bedrooms. Yeah. And, um. So, yeah, so this, this, we're like, well, where are we going to go? I don't know. Charleston. Yeah. Nashville, uh, Nashville. And we had friends here. Yes. Food, music, uh, family, uh, you know, faith, community. Deer.
0: There's deer for you here. There, you, there you read the, are, there you read are the deer. book. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I've good. been invited hunting uh, yes. quite, quite a few times. Yes.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, I, I'll invite you too, because I, I go a lot. Um, and I'm just glad you're in my time. You couldn't even
1: say that on a podcast in New York.
0: Oh, see? Yeah, yeah. You You couldn't. Yeah. Well, all my New York listeners probably just turned the podcast off, but Mm -hmm. you know, for the rest of us, um, they call me a red Mexican for a reason, you know,
1: just a a minute on that. When we moved to Pennsylvania, you know, I, I had no exposure to hunting culture at all, but our, our farm Mm. was a place where they would, the, the people who were kind of taking care of it would always shoot and harvest deer. They eat every bit. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, every this bit. Is, yeah. I've seen freezers full. Yep. I've been there when, you know, the 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 lack of waste. Uh huh. No, <laughs> I think might surprise people. It's not like they're walking around like oh, I want to put a buck on my wall. Oh yeah. No. To show you know how macho I am. Yeah. I mean, this is a culture of it's down three people turn up. Yep. And it's in bags. Absolutely. It's in freezers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then no. when
1: people come over to your house for dinner, they're bringing venison. Yep. Yep, it's it, it, it was really, it was kind of cool.
0: No, it, so. it is. Well, it's cool when you're, when you're, cause I mean, obviously when you're not, when you don't grow up in that culture and you don't grow up with that, and I didn't either again, as a half black guy, half Mexican guy, like hunting and fishing wasn't the thing that my culture did. And when I moved to Tennessee, suddenly I was invited on a hunt and then I processed the deer. I field dressed the deer. Yep. I took the backstrap home. I put it on the grill. My family ate it that night and I yep. was like, whoa. Yep. This is what, this is actually how it happens. Um, yeah, and it's, it, is, it is a fascinating world uh, to step into. But I, I want to, you know, you, you mentioned for a second, and, and I have introduced you prior to this conversation uh, in the intro, but Charity Water. Um, a lot of people may have, have heard about it through the last, because it's, it's been 15 years mm-hmm. now, 15, 15 years that I'm sure you weren't anticipating. I'm going to do this for 15 years. Tell us the story um, for those listeners that may not know what Charity Water is and uh, and tell us what you're celebrating at 15 years.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Um, it's interesting. Maybe I would have thought I'd be doing it for 15 okay. years because if you go back just a little bit more, my first experience or my first maybe vision of what a life of service could look like. Uh-huh. Uh, was a guy named Dr. Dr. Gary Parker. Okay. And I had, I'd spent <clears throat> 10 years in nightlife. I was a degenerate cokehead smoker. Yeah. You know, hanging out in strip clubs. I mean, I was like a bad guy for 10 years. Right, right. Rebelling against my very conservative Christian faith. So I'm sure there's okay, no one yeah. else. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody, nobody. has ever done that. <laughs> Uh, you know, I woke up at 18 and I'm like, now it's my turn. That's right. You know, screw Take, every single Screw rule. you,
0: vacation Bible
1: school. Screw the church, you know, <laughs> yeah. uniform, the basement of the assembly. Yes. so God, church, Christian You're school. Right. Like, now it's my turn. New That's York right. City. So I did that for eight, uh, 10 years and it led me to, you know, the worst kind of proverbial pig pen and, yeah. and a terrible place in life. And then I got this opportunity to to quit the smoking and the drinking and the drugs and uh-huh. the porn and all that stuff and start life over again. And that took me to post-war Liberia, uh, West Africa okay. with a Christian humanitarian mission called Mercy Ships. Mm-hmm. And I was embedded as a photojournalist. So I had really? gone to New York University, kind of barely gotten a degree yep. in communications because that felt easy. Yep. And I'd always been a, a pretty decent writer and a pretty decent photographer. Okay. So this is the gig that I get. Yeah, I'm 28. You know, I want to serve God now. I want to yeah. come back to faith. I want to kind of Find my way back home in, in a in a different way as an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Find my own views. And and uh, I I learned that the chief medical officer, kind of the the hero of this group, um, and there would be 350 of us okay. volunteering on this ship. So imagine like a yacht, like a you know, a cruise liner yes. that is instead a hospital ship yeah. full of volunteers. Um, This guy called Dr. Gary Parker was a a surgeon from California, and he had heard of this hospital ship Uh and that it gave opportunity for surgeons like like him to operate for free on people who had no access to medical care. And you know, he'd signed up for three months. When I rolled up the when I walked up the gangway of that ship, Uh he had been there twenty one years. Wow! So he never went home. Years. He never return back to California, to huh. his practice, you yeah. know, to the life of Mercedes and second homes. Yeah. And he he served, he basically operated for free every day on the ship. Uh, he's now been there 36 years. Wow! So my first kind of vision was actually not of a drive-by because mm-hmm. I'd signed up for a year. It was, <clears throat> what would it look like? What kind of impact could you make if you really stuck with this? Right. So in some ways, you know, even though my role has changed a lot over the years and, and we will Change again, I'm sure in the next uh-huh. season. You know, 15 years feels. I'm only 46. Yeah, I think. 47. Yeah, seven. Yeah, never
0: know. I'm. I'm right there with you. I don't remember From 45 to 50, you just yeah. start. You know, you start forgetting. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's not close enough to 50. To be worried You're about right. it yet? Yeah, definitely. Totally. Um. So yeah, I think I'm. So I guess what I'm most hopeful about at 15 is that this really does feel like, you know, the second inning.
0: Yeah, of that's good.
1: That the best is yet to come. That everything we've learned, that the decade and a half of experience—I mean, you know—we we've raised six hundred million dollars. You know, we've helped. uh, By the end of this year, we'll have helped fifteen million people get clean water around the world. But that's actually a fraction of what I imagined we would have accomplished by now. Wow! I I would have—if you'd told me at the beginning, like, it's going to take you fifteen years to raise half a billion dollars I'd yeah. been like oh no I'm gonna do that in like two years <laughs> yeah yeah totally, you know? totally super idealistic yeah I, you know um, <laughs> I mean God has all the money in the world that's right Carlos that's right. right God wants people to have clean drinking water yes so I, I saw this a 27 year stock chart of Amazon okay the other day and it is it's like oh, I just I love this so much the first 20 years is a very low straight line uh huh and then it goes up into the right starting at year 20. Really, 93% of the value was created in the last 7 years. Wow. 7% in the first two decades.
0: So so Amazon is 27 years old. It is. That's years actually is my that's logging around. That is crazy.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, let's let, let's go. let let's let's make that little chart go skyrocketing for charity water right now yeah i mean why not
1: that's that's what uh that's what we're hoping
0: now before scott dives into exactly what it looks like for charity water to do what they do on a daily basis i want to make sure that we continue to do what we do on a daily basis so that we can keep giving and helping others betterhelp.com online therapy is sponsoring this podcast again Because being a human is exhausting, and that's for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, what you have, life takes its toll. You can't control what someone else does or what happens to you, but you can control how you choose to respond, and that's how you keep your power. And therapy, that's right, can help you learn this. Listen, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Listen, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and human hope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash human hope. That is B E T T E R H E L P.com slash human hope. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Every single spring, that first day that I walk outside and I see that yellow dust all over my truck, I'm like, that is Satan's dandruff. It destroys me. I legitimately can't go outside for longer than three minutes because my eyes get swollen, my eyes get puffy, my nose gets congested, and I just simply can't breathe. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Ease. When I started taking Claritin-D about 2 months ago, I can finally get back outside and play pickleball again, which is what I love to do, but I couldn't do it because my allergies were so bad. Claritin-D has legitimately allowed me to go outside again. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin-D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Now back to our conversation with Scott.
1: And and the thing, you know, that, that uh, well, you know, for the, the first years, we were kind of propelled by this idea of donating the birthday. And I'm sure you got hit up sure. in those oh, days. Sure, yeah. oh yeah. You know, oh, can you donate oh, my? Oh yeah, agent no, I, I did dollars? one. And,
0: I I did one back in the blog days. Yeah, uh, I, I donated a birthday, okay. and that that yeah.
1: worked. You know, that raised almost a hundred million dollars as people came together and they yeah. they got their friends and <clears throat> and then that just kind of became that kind of stopped working for us huh. to be honest, um, because everybody started doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and I mean, everyone's Facebook like
1: jumped into that and really right, don't write on my wall, donate uh-huh. to to my cause. Yeah, so we've we've had to really change the the, the way that we've built the community over time and, and it's been, it's been working, you know, the team has continued to kind of pivot and find new ways to engage people. Yep. What,
0: okay. So what, let's dig down a little deeper. What exactly, um, at the, what is the pain point and what is the solution exactly of what you guys are doing on a daily basis around the world to provide clean water?
1: Sure. Well, okay. 771 million people as we, as we sit here in this nice podcast studio. Yep. Uh, A 10th of the world lives without clean water. So one out of every 10 people alive is drinking dirty water today. And, uh, you know, there's health implications there. There's impact on education, you know, women wasting billions of hours fetching unsafe water, Uh, negative impacts on local economy. There's all these problems if you don't have clean water. Um, It's a completely solvable problem. So this Uh has been so uh, maybe energizing or hopeful after 15 years. Because there's not a single person alive, Carlos, who we couldn't get clean water to. You know, it, it, like my mom died of, of pancreatic cancer. Uh-huh. The doctors had no idea how to help her. Right. Right. I mean, maybe someday there's a cure. You sure. Know, doctors are furiously looking in labs for for medicines and treatments. Water, like we just know how to help her. Yeah. yeah. We haven't created the will to do it. We haven't unlocked the resources to do it. Yep. You know, we're not trying to do it hard enough. You know, maybe mm-hmm. as we're trying to go to space, mm-hmm. you know, we colonize, you know, another planet, but we know how to do it. Yeah. So if you're solution agnostic, a lot of different solutions work in a lot of different environments, <clears throat> you can help everybody. So on a day-to-day basis, you know, there's about 1,600 uh, local partners, staff yeah. that the Charity Water works with across 21 countries. And they wake up in the morning and they take a drilling rig into a village. Okay. During COVID, they were doing it with masks on. Okay. And they're looking for clean groundwater. In Rajasthan, India, they're building rainwater harvesting cisterns okay. that capture the monsoon rains and allow a family to have 12 months of water wow. based on that one month. In Cambodia, it's bio sand filters. Okay. It's taking a lot of dirty surface water and and purifying it in home for people. Yeah, So they're, they're out there every day with these kind of not super sexy solutions. Yeah. Sure. Desalinization. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They're yeah. not like shiny, <laughs> vat looking tubes. You know, it's it's cement, it's locally local sand, local concrete, local uh-huh. skilled labor. And one of the unique things about Charity Water is that from uh, from day one, a hundred percent of all donations that the public has ever given uh-huh. go directly to fund these projects. Wow. And then in a separately audited bank account. Uh, myself and a small team raise all that nasty overhead Uh separately. Yep. Um, the staff salaries, the flights, the office costs, the, um, you know, the toner for the Epson copy machine (laughs) is all funded from a separate bank account. So that if someone gives a dollar or a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars, all that money goes. All of it. And, and that's not that we're saying charities don't have overhead or shouldn't. I'm actually a proponent of bigger overheads, you know, for more, more effective work. Wow. We were just trying to reach out to a skeptical, cynical group Absolutely. of people who were using that as a reason for not giving. Mm-hmm, Saying, mm-hmm. I just don't know how much my money is actually going to reach the people, Yeah, you know, and I bet it all gets sucked up in overhead. So yeah. I said, well, what if we could tell you none of your money ever, 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 ever will go to any overhead? Wow. We'll take care of that separately. Yeah. Then would you give? And I think that's, you know, that's been a big yeah. distinctive. And we've heard time and time again from people, this is the first charitable gift I've ever made in my life. Because I know where it's going. Yeah. What I don't know that I even answered your question. No, no, you
0: did. No, that you <laughs> actually you actually did. No, you you answered the question and then you actually gave me another question, which is as a as an interviewer, I love. Because you know, I, I sit here as I've kind of and I I love that I'm talking to you because I have kind of accidentally stumbled into fundraising. Fundraising, okay? It's been a you're com- very good at this yeah, too. I, you- it's a complete accident, right? Like people are calling you for advice now. People, right? I, I've been I have, been, <laughs> I've been asked by like philanthropists to like come and give a talk on fundraising. I'm like I don't know what I'm doing. I just well, you do though. I, it's storytelling. Well, well, it's I'm telling stories, but yeah, the last six months I've accidentally raised seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Incredible. In PayPal and Venmo donations alone, right?
1: Which is not even tax deductible. So no. people, are giving oh, people are giving because they oh,
0: really want to help. Yeah, absolutely. Not
1: because they're trying not to give the IRS money.
0: Yeah, they're not, they're not giving to a nonprofit. They're yeah. not giving. No, they're just, hey, here's my, you know. So I'm, I'm just fascinated. I'm, I'm just suddenly become way more fascinated with giving and even really the science behind giving and what happens in our brains when we give and, you know, mm-hmm. all of these things. Um, so as I'm learning- about fundraising. And as I'm, as I'm seeing now, I have my audience, which this is, you know, to be honest with you, the people that listen to the human hope podcast are the ones that have given three quarters of a million dollars.
1: So kudos to this community,
0: kudos to this community. Tell, tell us, maybe this is the question I'm, I'm getting at. Why, why does it, why do you, why do you think it feels so good to give and to, to those that have never given because there are some people that, that, are, that are listening that are like, I just, I just, I barely have enough for, for me. I barely, ha-. but those are the ones that when I, when I see like a, a 50 cent Venmo donation mm-hmm. on my, on my Venmo feed, and I'm like, this person looks like a 37 year old man just gave 50 cents. Mm-hmm. What is it about the human condition that... Um,
1: and that's a good thing, by the way. Just yes. It's yeah, abs- that's,
0: and, and that's what I'm saying. So that so, 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 may, so that, that may feel
1: like a lot for that, that person 50 cents
0: was like, well, that's all he could give. But what is it about being human and giving that go hand in hand? What do you think?
1: I think we want to meet needs. Mm. I think we want to find significance by helping other people flourish. Yeah. And as we look at all of the needs in our local community, in the global community, I think it's so easy to um, be overcome with apathy, you know, embrace apathy. Because like, what could my 50 cents ever do? Right? Well, the guy who just gave 50 cents yeah. encouraged you oh. to keep going. Yeah, You're going to take that encouragement. Yeah, We're telling the story yeah. right now. There's other people who are listening, right? Who are inspired by that act yeah. of of giving, you know, that is sacrificial. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, the more people give, the more they give. Yes. It's like this muscle that you work out. It's not the more you give, the more you get. Right. It's, it's really about almost getting addicted to generosity. Yes. And, you know, it, it'd be great if, you know, if he could come up with $2.50, I'd want him to have that 50 cents experience with four other people. Right. Or four other organizations to say, well, I can participate. Wow! You know, my my birthday makes a difference. My dollar makes a difference. Mm. My voice makes a difference, and I think it's up to charities and uh-huh. and people like you to then show people what we did with the money, right? Right. And that is the the core pillar of Charity Water is this kind of proof loop. We call yeah it, yeah closing the loop. Charity Water started with a birthday party in a nightclub fifteen years ago, and seven hundred people came. <laughs> Because I gave them open bars. So uh-huh. Hopefully, that's not too religious for <laughs> anybody. Uh, but to get in the club, they had to donate $20 uh-huh. to get access to that open bar. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And, and we collected $15,000 at the end of the night. Wow. And I remember there was one drug dealer, he was a weed dealer. Yeah. And he gave 500 bucks. And he's like, first gift I ever made no in way. my life. But I love knowing this $500 might actually help people. Yeah. So we took the $15,000 to Uganda. We immediately did a couple projects, Uh all we could with the money. And then we sent back the photos of the completed projects, video, and then the GPS coordinates so people could see them on Google Earth. Yes, and we said, here's where your $20 went. That's so important. Most people don't do this That's well. That's so
0: important, and I I need I need people to understand that because I mean, this is this is pre-social media, I'm assuming. Yeah, this is
1: by email. This is I found by, the, the original yeah, email the Okay, other day. okay so th-
0: this is by email. It's not like you can, you know, go story there live, you know, with yep. cell signals and um Insta story live or whatever. Like you you are giving people the knowledge that this is actually happening, you know, and I, and those flights yeah.
1: might've cost, we had volunteers fly out and do that, but yeah. the flights might've actually cost more than the 15 grand. Sure. But the 700 people engaged, ignited, animated by that yeah. would yeah. then go on to raise hundreds, you know, an ex- exponential multiple of yeah. that. So I think, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, could I ever do that? Could I ever jump on a plane? Could I justify those costs? Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. You, you can, because Absolutely. that's the. That's the felt need. So you're doing this when people, when you're telling stories of how the money was used, yeah, or the appreciation that that people are, are yeah, just how it encouraged them. Sure. I've had gifts given to me, Carlos, and and you know I, I've now asked people for eight figures. Wow. And you know when someone says yes to ten million, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> you yeah, want to go absolutely. do more of it, yeah. And then you ask someone else for ten million and they yeah. say yes. Yeah. Like, should I be asking for a <laughs> hundred? Right. Like, have I been thinking too small? <laughs> yeah. But so many of the gifts that I've that I've you know received over time, and this is for charity quarter, obviously. Um, it's the it's the it's the encouragement more than the money. Yeah, it's the fact that I believe in you. I yeah. see you. I I I want to affirm your vision. Yeah. Keep going uh-huh. is what often that money is saying. So that's what the fifty cents is saying. Right. I see this need. So good. I want to respond out of my heart, but yeah. I only have fifty cents right now. Yeah. That's so good. Unless they just missed a zero, sure. Unless they missed that a zero, That was five dollars. Yeah, no. But either way, it was like yeah. an act of giving.
0: It is. It, it it really is. Um, I'd love to you know transition into. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things that I want I want you to lean into uh, because you know I, I think sometimes people can follow people online or follow what what's happening charity water and think that oh Scott's just the charity water guy, but but you're actually you know I I would love to ask you about leading a growing organization um and an organization that asks people to give because there are a lot of people that follow the podcast and that follow me online that are desperately trying to get people to give to their yeah. what well, whatever it is you know and so you know what what are some of the um i don't know takeaways that you've had over the you know 15 years that you can maybe you know, dish out to some of these listeners that are trying their hardest to raise money for this or raise money for that or raise money? Is it all about storytelling? Is it all about transparency? Is it all about, you know, what are some things that they can maybe take from what you've journeyed?
1: Yeah, I think two things come to mind at the top. The first is having a compelling vision. Okay. That you can explain with passion and Mm. animation. Okay. And transfer that vision to someone else. Okay. In ours, it's very simple. Yeah. We believe everybody on earth should have clean drinking water. Uh-huh. Every man, woman, and child alive should have the most basic need for for life met. Yeah, yeah. Republicans think that's a good idea. Yep. Democrats think that's a good idea. Yep. Independents and libertarians, Jews and Christians and Muslims and atheists uh-huh. and Hindus and Buddhists and right, everybody, regardless of where you stand on uh, social issues, sure. right, everybody can come together uh-huh. under this common good. That's good. Most nonprofit leaders have that. Right.
0: That, right? The they, vision. The, the
1: vision. Yeah. But but it, come on, Carlos, you've been at a dinner party and oh, yeah. somebody tells you about their nonprofit and like three minutes in, you literally have no idea what they do. Right. They use words you haven't heard before that, yeah. you know, wow. it, it's, you know, so we bring clean water to people in need Yeah. through a variety of solutions in is. different countries. Um, I think- that is really important. And then you've got to like transfer that enthusiasm mm. that you as a founder or a leader of, of any leader within the organization yeah. has for the work to someone else. Yeah. Um, maybe point one B people give to people yeah, more than they give to causes, yep. as you've just proven. Yep. Raising $750,000 for people. Mm-hmm. A fundraiser, you know, I've had so many people give money to me over the years, probably tens of millions of dollars where yeah. they'll say, I'm not really that passionate about clean water, but I, I want st- to, I want to support I what trust you. you are. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want you to keep going. Yeah. Like, cause you might actually get like a hundred million people clean water. So wow. I want to back your vision, even yeah. though that's not my thing. Yep. Vic and I probably give to 25 causes a year. Huh. And a lot of this, we just like the social entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah you know, do I have any expertise of the niche project they're working on or even the, the locality? Yeah. You know, I've never been to some of the states where we might fund work, but we, something about their energy and enthusiasm, we just want to serve them. Mm -hmm. We want to kind of encourage them to go forward. So I think a lot of people, they're not that enthusiastic. Sure. They feel a little like burned out or, Uh you know, oh, it's so hard fundraising. So the second piece then is momentum okay people want to give to things that are working yeah not things that are failing right. not things that are struggling you're not buying a stock uh-huh. that's tanking absolutely no. are not they're not investing yeah. like that you know you're trying to go find the next apple of the future or the next amazon of the future uh-huh. and invest in a company that is growing new clients taking ground hiring people right furthering mm. the corporate mission yep or the charitable mission. So it's not compelling to save, you know, Jill's job in accounting yeah. or David's job, you know, over in operations. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, please help me. I mean, donors will do that kind of once, but they're not going to tell their friends about Absolutely. it. Hey, I yeah. just made this awesome gift. This organization <laughs> yeah. is laying people off. Yeah. <laughs> so they amazing. hit me up and I just saved a job. But, yep. you know, for how long? Right, right. right? So you, you want people to... To, so you want to tell stories of things that are working, Absolutely. new projects that are being built. You know, Charity Water, one of the stats that I've been talking a lot this year, we we hired 21 people, okay, but 6,600 people fully applied. Wow. So I'm saying it's harder to get into Charity Water than Harvard or yeah. Yale or Apple or Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Right? So that's a story of momentum. Yes. So when I'm out to a donor, they what they're saying from that is we're able to pick- to recruit and retain the best talent, because if 6,600 people want to work there, Uh you're going to pick a great 21. Absolutely. So whatever those stories are, every nonprofit has things that are working, a new hire. See, that's uh, good. A programmatic win. Yeah. For you, it could be the momentum is, hey, more people are giving. We beat the fundraising goal. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. Right. Not, hey, I put out a goal of 100,000 and we're at like 45 bucks. Right. Right. Um, could could some people please step up and save the day? Please. You want to be a part of something that's working. Yeah. That's moving. The third concept that I'm still exploring is generosity. Okay. People want you also to be generous. Mm. And I've made it a point over time of telling donors sometimes how much I've given to my own organization. Wow. Because there's something about eating your own dog food. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and a lot of people listening are probably saying, Well, it's enough. I've given my whole life. Sure. I could be making more money out there in the corporate world. Yeah. yeah. You know, my my generosity is my time. Yeah. Money also helps. Yeah. I'm not asking <laughs> them for their time. I'm asking them for their money. Right. Right. So right. On, on a scale, what they're able to give That's is so grander good. by yeah. an order of magnitude. But they yeah. want to know that that Vic and I are a part of the spring every yeah. month. That we're trying to sponsor a project if we're able every year. Yeah you know, that's looking for these. So I think vision, momentum, and, uh, and generosity.
0: That right there is a three point sermon for you guys. Uh, speaking of three point sermons, I want to give you guys three points on another one of our brand new sponsors. That's right. Human hope has a brand new sponsor this week. Athletic greens. Now athletic is something that I need to be. Greens is something that I need to eat. Uh, let me let me tell you guys why I take it, because I travel so much that I just have a hard time getting the greens into my system that I need. And I don't know if you guys remember, but about a year ago, if you've been following me on Instagram, I was having some really bad digestive issues and I needed, I needed to fix it. The doctors wanted to put me on all this medicine, but I said, you know what, I, I just need to fix my diet first. After they did all of the scans and all of the endoscopies and all the scopes, I decided I'm going to change my diet. Athletic Greens was one of the things that I began to take and it absolutely helped heal my gut. Mine. It did it. So, I mean, what I do is I like I take a scoop of it and um, I swirl that thing up and it actually helps my digestion and it also supports my immune system. What it does is it effectively replaces multiple products and pills with literally one healthy drink. I don't have to take all these pills anymore. So this is what it's going to look like for you guys. You guys, Athletic Greens has decided to give the Human Hope Familia a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's right. One year of vitamin D? Okay, I'm in. What you guys got to do is go to athletic.com greens.com slash human hope simply visit athleticgreens.com greens.com slash human hope to take control of your health and give ag1 a shot it helped me i promise it can help you i mean that's that's like a little three-part talk there vision momentum generosity bro is this a book i mean they, no, no, I don't I, know i've never written
1: another book <laughs> i'm saying now you guys put out like you put out books like crazy
0: i know no listen annie annie f Downs studio we're in she she's she's puts out literally a book a year i don't I, know how she does it
1: i had i, I had like co a covid case for you know it was quarantined for two weeks annie wrote like 16 books in 14 days i'm like walking around in sweatpants and <laughs> I know, I know. my gosh
0: some people just have that knack what's um okay so what's what's we're 15 years in Bam, this is amazing. 6,600 people apply in this last year. You're giving a few jobs. You hire a few people out of all those. It's like things are working, growing. What's
1: the vision? What's next? Well, dude, we've we've helped 156th of um, the people who need clean water. The, the, I, there we go. So we're 1.8% okay. of the problem solved. Now, you know, that's not point oh 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 one, Right. So you know, imagine like just work fifty six times harder, yeah, we get fifty times, but you know, and there's a lot of other great organizations in the space, you know uh-huh. I think the water space is getting more attention yeah. um we're we're certainly not alone in yeah. this fight for yeah. for clean water and and we want everybody else to succeed, and we want everybody else to get bigger and to grow, yeah. so that we can together achieve this this vision of a world where everybody has clean water, but probably what I'm most excited about is um is is our monthly community and you know, a lot of people knew us from birthdays and, you know, peer-to-peer yep. fundraising. And when we hit year 10, I remember being in e- Ethiopia uh-huh. uh, in the back of a Land Rover with the founder of Spotify, um, who's, who's a great friend named Daniel Ek, and he's, he's a Swedish guy. Wait, what year was this? This is uh, year nine, so go okay. back six. Wow. And Spotify wasn't public right, yet. Right, yeah. And we were just talking about business models, and he's like, Bro. Your business model sucks. (laughs) He's like, January 1, you started zero. Right, right. And all the money that you raised the year before, like all of those donations, all those birthday campaigns, like you got to get Carlos to do another birthday. Yeah, yeah. Well, Carlos did his birthday. Yeah. He might do it for another cause. Sure. He might take a year off. Yeah. But like you have a kind of fundamentally flawed business model. He's like, I had a Spotify member. I'm going to keep him for life. Yeah. And then I'm going to add the next one and the next one and the next one. Yeah. Just to give you a little Daniel vision. Yeah, um, Daniel had about <clears throat> nine hundred thousand paying Spotify members, and he got up in front of his whole company and he said, "We're going to a hundred million in ten years." Wow! And I think it took him eleven. Oh, holy he's at one hundred and seventy-seven million now. Crazy! So he he announced a hundred x vision. Yeah, and then delivered.
0: What I love about that story also is he it he, took time. Yes it took time and at that point you're actually challenging another you're just, Apple music is what was is and was the you know the thing that there's no way anyone would ever stream music they're on unable platform. into our phones right yeah, they're
1: like hey we'll give it to you for free yeah'll yeah well, months, we'll get, free, yeah, six
0: months yeah and it's like how in the world could and to, to watch what Spotify has done is is honestly mind-blowing you know Not, nothing's in the way
1: and so. he'll say things take time yeah he, he would credit his leadership. Uh, one of his greatest leadership qualities is patience. Yeah.
0: Wow. wow. Just
1: showing up year after year.
0: So what's what's what what is the monthly so, anyway, so we crew so for you? I
1: came back from yeah. Ethiopia and I'm like, well, this does stink to start at <laughs> you know January one at zero and and I never got into monthly giving because we never had the child.
0: Sure. Yeah, that you know, makes I, sense. I
1: can't with any integrity say your forty dollars a month will help one person. This person, person. Yeah. we're going to help that person and then move on to the next yeah. and move on to the next. And yeah. We're working across twenty one countries. So he basically said, you don't have to, you should just start. Yeah. So we came back and we designed this community called The Spring. We said, let's at least push the 100% model. Yeah. If somebody only has $5 to give every month. All five bucks. All five bucks go. Uh And and it costs $40 to get somebody clean water on average. So, you know, eight months later, they would have impacted a human life. Yeah. Some people have $40 a month. They Uh don't even think about that. Right. So we launched that and that tripled the size of the organization. Wow. Uh, Being in that... um, basically having that community grow, have our back and show up each and every month loyally, you know, generously giving. Um, And that community now has people across 147 countries. We have people in North Korea. I don't even know how they give to the spring (laughs) in North Korea. Like, I I don't know, through some, you know, anonymous private browser. Like, how do you get around the paywall? But um, it's been so cool to see this community showing up. We have people in Africa that give every single month to the spring, really knowing cool. that 100% is going back to communities yeah. like the ones in need in, yeah. in their countries. So I think, I mean, look, one, one vision that I've had, which it sounds sometimes scary to say out loud, but yeah. I'd love to big, I'd love to build the biggest giving community in the world. Wow. The biggest monthly giving community. Disney plus bro got from <laughs> zero to a hundred million paying subscribers in one year. Wow. Now, great catalog. They had the show sure. Mandalorian. Which yeah, 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 That's right. My kid won't stop, you know, right. talking about. Um, and and a great product, but the I don't I don't I don't believe a single giving program in the world mm-hmm. has hit three million users. Really? So, dude, there's seven billion people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And no charity, no cause has gotten three million people. Three percent right.
0: of Disney. Right, right, right.
1: What one percent? You know, one and a half percent of uh-huh. Spotify to show up yeah for a cause and give something every right. single month right so that's really as i think forward um that's what i'm most excited about
0: that's really and, cool and
1: water feels like a great cause to to do that with
0: yeah the uh well i mean what what does that look like you say a human hope listener right now is like hey i mean i want to be part of the spring like what, what do i do,
1: How do I uh you can you can just go to the spring.com there, and that's pretty if, simple. If you've got Apple pay, it'll take five seconds. Dang,
0: right <laughs> we'll there. We'll enroll
1: you just by staring at your phone. Stare at your phone and
0: double click <laughs> that power button. And um, yeah, And there's the a screen.
1: great, there's a great video as well, Carlos, that's gotten um, like 80 million views it's yeah. on that page, which yeah. people could share or learn more about the story. It's, yeah. It's one thing to kind of hear about people drinking dirty water. Right. It's another to see it. Yeah. And, you know, I've been to 70 countries now. I've, I've been to Africa 60 times like this. It, it's it's extraordinary the amount of suffering that accompanies this issue. Yeah. Um, and you know, and also the hope that Clean Water brings. Because of the name of the podcast, I got to tell you the yes, story. Yes, please. Um, because it's super fresh. Um, one of the first people who got Clean Water uh, through a charity water project was a woman named Helen Appio okay. in Northern Uganda. And our team, uh, our program's team was following up on a bunch of completed wells. And typically, you know, when you go to an African village, there's a greeting, there's a celebration, food comes out, village leaders make speeches. It takes a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a four-hour visit. Yeah. Uh, So it was at the end of the day, and they wanted to just go see one more village Uh unannounced. And, you know, of course, it's not really unannounced. And uh, this woman named Helen kind of leads, blocks the road Uh and leads this troop of women who are singing and clapping and, you know, uh, celebrating clean water. So at the end of it, uh, the end of the celebration, our team sits down with Helen and says, we'd just like to know, how is your life different? Yeah, You know, how has the coming of clean water in your village impacted your life? Helen says, well, you know, for many years, uh, I used to, my whole life, I used to walk for water. Sometimes I would walk to a faraway well, sometimes that was too busy and I would go to an unsafe source. Yeah. I would carry um, 10 gallons uh-huh. every day home to my family. Uh-huh. So for us, that's four toilet flushes Yeah, yeah, of the efficient toilet. Wow. Yeah. The um, efficient ones. Right. And that's, and that's 40 pounds each on her back. So she's hauling 80 pounds every day of water. And she wow. said there was never enough water. Huh. So I would, I would be forced to make decisions. Do I cook with this water uh-huh. do i keep the house clean <clears throat> do i bathe with the water do i keep my kids school uniforms clean do i keep my kids clean
0: i mean the fact that this is these are the thoughts she has every day, every day around water
1: doing different things so she said as a ugandan woman we always put our families first yeah so i never really used the water for myself and she said now that there's a well in my village i can take all the water that i want and she says now I'm beautiful. Oh, wow. Our team's like, they didn't get it. They're like, of course, Helen, you're a beautiful Ugandan woman. She goes, I don't think you understand. For the first time in my life, now I can wash my face and body every day. Wow. And I can wash my clothes. Oh. And look how beautiful I am. She said, look how smart I look. What? Wow. And sharing this you know, beautiful, radiant green dress. It was yeah. immaculate. Yeah. So- you know the so we just got to go back and do a 10 year look at her village and sadly she passed away she huh. was she was older but the legacy of clean water that she left her son is running the water committee and he's the one that's in charge of repairs no way. and maintenance wow and they have kept that well running for more than a decade and there are all these extraordinary stories of her impact mm-hmm. on the community mentoring people the small businesses started yeah. because there was clean water you know and this is this is like a ten thousand dollar project yeah. impacting hundreds of people. Yeah, but the you know the dignity that was given to her and all the other women in that village. Yeah, you know, and to think that you know we've been able to do that what eighty thousand times or eighty thousand villages around the world for fifteen million people is is what keeps us going and once it makes us
0: hungry, we want to do more. Well, more and and tell tell me this as a non well engineer myself, yeah. like like is is there um. Is there just water everywhere if you dig down?
1: Yeah. Well <laughs> everybody alive today is getting water, yep. there or you know, to be alive. So yep. it's 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 uh, it's a mix. Sometimes yep. there's groundwater. Okay. At our farm, we have two wells. Oh, that's they right. Just, they just yep. poked a hole in yep. the backyard. Yep. You know, if you live in New York, anywhere up in the Hudson Valley, yep. you know, you're my dad lived in New Jersey. Like yeah. he just has a well in his backyard. Yeah. So often there's groundwater. Um, often the groundwater is too deep. Okay. to reach yep. and to bring up with a hand pump because yep. the water column would be so right. heavy. So then you're looking for rainwater harvesting. You're Got looking it. to move water, yep. you know, using gravity fed systems uh, or, or solar yeah. sometimes. Uh, in Nepal, <laughs> we had a partner doing fog nets Fog he would, nets? He would take the condensation by spreading these nets and he would turn it into clean drinking water wow. for families. So there's so, yeah, all these yeah. different solutions. Yeah. So I think we we have 14 different technologies now yeah. across the, the portfolio. I love that. But you can always find a solution. Yeah. And sometimes it's more expensive than others, uh-huh. but you can always find a solution. I love
0: that. Sorry to get so nerdy at the end no, of the conversation here. Like Drilling
1: I... a well um takes about a couple of days. Okay. And it's pretty cool. The rig itself costs about a million dollars with the compressors and the trucks. Uh-huh. You've got about eight people uh-huh. on a drilling team. Okay. The technicians, the drivers, the hydrogeologists, the, you know, the, the pe- there, there's a, a team that kind of comes in and a well, uh, sorry, a rig will yep. drill about 90 wells a year. Okay. So kind of every three and a half, four days, they're moving on they're to moving the next on village.
0: Okay. And then you
1: have another team that comes in behind them. So they've just yeah. put the hole in the ground, yep. tested the water, pumped out the sediment yep. and capped it. Then you have another team that comes behind and they actually build out the cement basin, okay. put a fence around it, yep. or work with the community to do that, and then put on that hand pump.
0: Got it. Got it. That so makes sense. it's really sense. two teams. Yes. Yeah. Fascinating.
1: And it all can happen in a week. That's so 000. crazy.
0: That is nuts. Well, uh, listen, you have, um, I, A, I'm just glad you live in Nashville now, so I'm just going to bother you all I the time. can't wait to hang. And, uh, and B, thanks for hanging out with us and giving us a glimpse, uh, honestly, as to what our generosity can do and why it's so important that we do it. Thanks, buddy.
1: Yeah, and a huge thanks to your, your community for showing up for all these great causes. I, w- I was listening on the way down tonight and just so inspired that they are willing to give to people to meet yeah. needs. Yeah, And uh, I'll, I'll leave you with my, my favorite quote, which just yeah. seems relevant to, to your work. Um, somebody sent me this picture from a bodega in New York City many years ago. It's from an old ancient rabbinic text. Uh-huh. And it said, do not be afraid of work with no end. Whoa. Because I heard you talk about giving fatigue. Yeah, yeah. And if you embrace this idea of endless work where you will never meet all the needs in the world. Ever. But the more you do show up, the more of an impact you look back and say, you know, I gave 50 cents a hundred times, 500 times. Mm. You know, I was always there with my 50 cents to meet that need. Maybe that grows to a dollar, right? Yeah. So I would just, you know, encourage people to- you know, not, not accept that giving fatigue and yes. look at it as a real joy yeah. and an opportunity to use our time, to yep. use our talent, to use our money in the service of others yeah. and to end needless suffering both here at home and, and globally. So the next time a charity hits, because we're, boy, we're headed into giving season. Yeah. So you're going to get 50 emails, Yeah, um, you know, instead of That's deleting so them all, we're like, oh my gosh, these, you yeah. know, all these different causes, all yeah. these different needs, like, where do I even start? Yeah. Just start saying yes to some of them. Yeah, absolutely. And and engage and encourage those people and live vicariously through that great work that maybe you're not able to go out and do.
0: That's Uh, because you've got a
1: job or three jobs. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a good word. That's some hope. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Thank you so much, Scotty. Oh, man. Oh, man. I told you, what did I say? Scott Harrison was going to give you guys some hope and some passion to chase your dreams. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with Scott. Make sure you please reach out to Scott. Go find him on Instagram at, at Scott Harrison. That's just him. He's got his beautiful salt and pepper hair and beard, and uh, he's he's just he's a great follow because he is inspiring and he's constantly change in the world hey one last sponsor for you guys that's right we got a lot this week and i just want to let you guys know when you guys actually go to these links it helps me continue to bring you these episodes and bring you these shows our newest sponsor is stamps.com listen if you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that holiday shopping traffic save time And head to stamps.com. I am using stamps.com right now for all of my merch all of my shipping and they're making it so easy. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays and that's what we're doing, okay? So you get to access all the post office and United States shipping services that you need without taking the trip and you get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of USPS rates and 76% off of UPS Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code HUMANHOPE. That's right. The promo code is HUMANHOPE for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. You get a scale too. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter your code HUMANHOPE. That is it. We'll see you guys next week.